who's ready to rock today, Fire Nation? A J, a L, a D here, and welcome to episode 1795 of EO Fire, where I interview the world's most inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. Check out our free podcasting course so that you can create, grow, and monetize your podcast freepodcastcourse.com. Now let's chat with today's featured guest, Bob Cullen. Bob, are you prepared to ignite? Yes, I am. Let's yes. do this. Bob is founder and CEO of Business Improv. Based in New York City, Chicago, and LA, Business Improv is a world-class leader in training programs for corporations and serves an incredible roster of blue chip firms. Bob, take a minute. Fill in some gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse of your personal life. Absolutely. So I am originally a Chicago-trained improviser. I've been doing improv on stage, making people laugh the last 23 years. And I continue to perform improvisation, though I moved from Chicago to New York in 2009. And for the last 18 of the 23 years, I've been extracting the tenets of improvisation that would be used to uh, create comedy and reapplied them to business. And I've done that through a path of behavioral psychology and cognitive psychology social psychology, organizational theory, and behavioral economics. So I've been focusing on studying the how and why we make decisions in real time as it relates to, of course, improvisation, which takes place in real time to achieve all sorts of hard-to-reach business return-on-investment scenarios, outcomes. And on a personal note, I found out in the pre-interview chat that Bob's first date with his wife was in Puerto Rico. Muy, muy romantico, Bob. (laughs) <laughs> that lovely island. <laughs> Isle de Uncanta. So, Bob, let's talk about your area of expertise. How would you define that? Improv, 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 improv. So my area of expertise on one side of that improv coin is performing improvisation. I was very fortunate to be taught improvisation by the people who literally created the art form of improvisation before they passed away. I was taught by improv legends Del Close, my mentor. Martin DeMott created the Second City Training Center. I was coached by elite people. I perform with elite people. So performing the art of improvisation is part of my life. The other part of me is linking improvisation to business. I'm an adjunct professor at the Duke Fuqua School of Business. I'm an adjunct professor at Columbia Business School. I've worked with a who's who of elite uh, behavioral psychologists and cognitive psychologists, and that's allowed me to work with elite organizations and people to solve hard problems. So it's improv. What's something that we don't know about improv? And by we, I mean myself, Fire Nation, your typical entrepreneur, that we probably should. Improvisation takes place in all fields. The most common association is linked directly to comedy, and that turns a lot of people off. And improvisation, though, when you think about it in these three core concepts of reacting, adapting, and communicating, reacting, adapting, communicating, reacting, adapting, communicating, this can be applied to so many facets of life. That's the first thing. And the second thing, which is a subset of that, is it's accessible. The tenets of improvisation as used in any capacity, whether it's on stage, in the military, in uh, in chef's kitchens, in business, are accessible to all of us because we're really talking about strengthening a skill set. Bob, you've had the ups, you've had the downs on your personal entrepreneurial journey. Let's talk about what you consider your worst entrepreneurial moment to date. So take us to that moment. Tell us that story. John, as 
an entrepreneur, there are many worst entrepreneurs. <laughs> well, there's moments. many bad moments, but there's only <laughs> one worst. I think one of the most pivotal moments for me was being fired at the Duke University Fuqua School of Business in my first exec ed program. We got brought in. It was a four-day program. We were teaching three hours a day, each one of these four days, so 12 total hours. And the first day, and this was the first year of creating my company, so very raw, very new in, in all of this, linking it to business. And and at, in this specific time, in the year 2000, 2001, there really are not any other companies focusing on purely linking improv to business with no stage arm or bar or training center that's focused on the acting side. So we're, we're – we're creating new territory here. And in this first exec ed program, VP level status people, four-day program, 12 total hours. The first three hours is all about suspending judgment, postponement of judgment. There's a mutiny that takes place after the program is done. The class revolts and the senior leadership at Fuqua essentially fire me and my co-teacher. They say, you're not allowed to come back the next three days, which is ripping the gut from my body. One, because I love improv. Two, because I was already good at business. And three, I'd never been fired. And, and similar scenario from my co-teacher. Now, what the dean at the, the Duke Fuqua School of Business Executive Education Department said to us is, though you're fired from this program, we are still going to pay you in full. We want you to stay on campus and take the time that you would normally be using in the classroom and redirect it to gutting the program and putting it back together again. And so my co-facilitator and I took the remaining three days and redesigned the program, talked about structure, talked about framing, talked about architecture for it, and put the program together again. The dean came back at the fourth on the fourth day and said, okay, have you spent the time? Have you spent our money? And we walked him through the session from top to bottom. And he said, this is incredible. And he created an independent three-day experiential learning program based solely on linking improvisation to business and nothing in the entire world had ever been done like that before. So I look at this really as a leadership model, at, meaning that this dean could have fired us outright and said, you don't get your money, go away. He could have said, you get your money, you sign the contract, you're still fired, go away. Instead, what this dean said is, I see what you're doing. I see the vision. You failed here. Learn from it and show me how you're going to get better. And in doing so, not only did we show him a clear path from how to get from point A to point Z, we inspired him to create a, uh, a very popular session that ran for about 12 years after that. Why did they fire you? What was their major complaint? Well, the major complaint was, uh, again, you have to look at the, the greater picture, and I have to do a lot of speculating. And of course, with this type of like soul-crushing event, you can't help but think about it over and over and over again. And and I'm the type of person that thinks it's about the good, the bad, the ugly. It's easy to place blame on other people. So the first thing I did was put blame on myself. You know, what could I have done differently? And at this time, I was 27 years old, and I'm teaching a bunch of people in their 40s and 50s. So they could have looked at me with a little ageism. You know, what does this young guy have to say? What does he know about business, et cetera, et cetera? I wasn't using the proper vernacular, so I wanted I change my lexicon so that it fits the business lexicon a lot more and I'm not just using improv uh, terminology. I changed my attire. I changed my pre-reads. I changed the setup. I changed the slides. All 
based on speculation of why this wasn't a good fit at that time. Because on paper, at three hours, they just said they're not going to get anything from it. Hmm. So there's no reason to take the next nine hours. Even though, again, the ironic thing is the first three hours is was that that time solely focused on postponing judgment, pushing off judgment. They could not push it off past the three-hour mark. How old were these people? In their 40s and 50s. Okay. VP level status, many of whom, by the way, I came to find out after the fact, did not know that there was a, a mutiny going on. So that was a vocal major- minority who complained and got us fired. And those people who did not know there was a mutiny ended up taking our three-day program and liked it for its creative leadership, innovative leadership, managing dynamic teens aspect much more than what they got from the other program. Fire Nation, don't let the entitled arrogance few disrupt what you're trying to do in this world. That's my big takeaway. And Bob, you've had a lot of great ideas over the years. I mean, you kind of just walked through one that you implemented during those three days that you had off. Now, let's talk about one of those aha moments that you had, that light bulb that went off. Do you think it'd be a really valuable story for Fire Nation and really kind of take us to that moment Tell us that aha moment and then walk us through how you turn that idea into success. My aha moment really falls hand in hand with improvisation and that we live in the moment and we're inspired by the moment and what takes place there. And it's very interactive as well. So it's, it's not one person driving. It's more of a collaboration. And this learning moment for me took place the first few times I really heard behavioral psychologists talk about framing of, of mind and how we make decisions in real time. And the more I thought about it, this intuitive decision-making or instinctual decision-making or gut decision-making, that is exactly what we do on stage in improvisation. Gut decision-making, intuitive decision-making, instinctual decision-making, improv, improv, improv. And so the aha moment really was taking the framing of behavioral psychology and use it to underscore, buttress, and otherwise support the experiential learning that improvisation inherently provides. And in doing so, it opened up a whole world of possibilities on how to communicate this effectively to entrepreneurs and business leaders, people like me, because my undergrad degree is in business. I don't have a formal degree outside of an undergrad degree in business. I don't have any other letters follow my last name other than perhaps insults that people will throw at me behind my back or to my face for that matter. Um, my, my degrees are in the school of hard knocks. And so this understanding that learning can take place anywhere and inspiration takes place from everything really led to that aha moment of working with the world's top behavioral psychologists to understand and underscore the framing of experiential learning that improvisation provides. So within that aha moment, like what would you say the lesson is that you think our listeners, Fire Nation, should really be absorbing and walking away with? Be open to learning. Even if you've done it before, you've seen it before, you've had a million conversations, look at everything as that opportunity to pull some nugget of gold Mm. and put yourself in a better position to succeed moving forward. Bob, what are you most excited about right now? I'm excited in business about a number of different things. One, uh, I'll go first person with the world of improvisation. It's more popular now than it ever has been before. So there's more people who are engaging with me in intelligent conversations that are in a completely different place than they were 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. There's an enlightenment taking place, and I love it. Also, I'm really feasting on technology and, and how we communicate with each other 
via Skype, for example, and what kind of connection can you make with somebody else on the opposite end when you cannot see their face and can only hear their voice? And what can we do in real time to influence them? Fire Nation, if you've been getting value bombs thus far, I know I have. I'm taking notes. I mean, improv is just something that I am fascinated with. Um, you better wait around for the lightning round because when we get back from taking our sponsors, Bob is going to be dropping those bombs. I travel a lot for conferences and events, which means I have to make sure I look great, feel confident, and am prepared to ignite. The only problem is I really don't like going shopping. That's why I love services like Stitch Fix Men. First off, Stitch Fix is incredibly simple. All you do is answer some questions online about your sizes, what styles you like, and how much you want to spend. Then your personal stylist selects brand new clothes just for you based on your preferences. The items are delivered right to your home. You try them on and you only pay for what you keep. Plus, shipping is free both ways so you don't have to worry about any additional costs. Get your fix on demand or sign up to receive scheduled shipments anytime you want. It's totally up to you. Get started now at stitchfix.com slash EOF and you'll get an extra 25% off when you keep all five items in your box That's stitchfix.com slash EOF. Video is hot right now, and for good reason. It allows you to verbally and visually engage your audience, but we don't all have the setup or the creativity required to accomplish this. Good thing there's Videoblocks, an entire marketplace where you can get studio-quality stock for a fraction of the cost. Download all the stock video your heart desires from their library, including HD footage, After Effects templates, motion background, and more. All content is royalty-free, so you can use it for commercial or personal projects, and new clips are added regularly, so there's always something fresh to download. Go to videoblocks.com slash fire to get all the stock video you can imagine for $149 a year. That's videoblocks, V-I-D-E-O-B-L-O-C-K-S dot com slash fire to save on millions of studio quality clips. So Bob, we're back. And my question for you is, are you ready to rock the lightning rounds? Let's do this thing. Come on. <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I was going to be an actor. I'm just, I, in my mind, once upon a time, I should have been on Saturday Night Live, The Daily Show, on television shows and <laughs> movies. Many of my friends are on billboards all across the world. They are a who's who of comedy right now. We went through the trenches together. We all know each other and care about each other and have great war stories together in comedy. I should have gone down that path, and I fought being an entrepreneur for a long time, uh, and it split a chunk of me until I decided to mend it all together. And and grasp this the fact that this is who I am. What's the best advice you've ever received? Best advice that I ever received is moderation in all things. That it's easy to be so passionate about one thing that you miss opportunities and possibility and potential from so many other things. So it's good to be driven. It's good to be focused. It's good to be passionate. At the same time, be open. Everything in moderation, even moderation. (laughs) What's a personal (laughs) habit, Bob, that contributes to your success? I cling to the cornerstone of improvisation passionately, that two-word phrase, yes, and, and I have made that a habit in postponing judgment in my family with the relationships that I have in my community, with my business. It's the the, the guiding principle of everything I do, and that has created a, a, 
a purposefulness of mindfulness in the morning that every morning I get up and I have a cup of coffee and a moment of quiet and this has become my new habit. Whereas three years ago, Brazilian jiu-jitsu was my habit. <laughs> my new one now is just really being centered focus and clinging to yes and in this chaotic world. Recommends one internet resource that you use and love. The internet resource that I use and love is going to be uh, probably very two-dimensional for a lot of people, and it's NPR. I, I, I go through NPR frequently to get all sorts of different perspectives and views, and, and that links me over to wonderful things like Freakonomics and, so and worldviews. So, yeah. It's a basic, basic. I, I could have used the radio for that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love uh, the most recent episode of Freakonomics. They get into uh, Stefan Marbury's shoes, and it's just a fascinating episode. And if you could recommend one book, Bob, what would it be and why? I think the one business book that I would recommend right now is Predictably Irrational. It's by Dan Ariely, a uh, Fuqua professor, a world leader in, once again, behavioral economics. And it's really, it really makes behavioral economics very accessible and easy to not only understand by when I say accessible, I mean easy to implement in decision-making strategies. And for entrepreneurs, I think that can be incredibly valuable. Bob, I want to end today on fire, brother, with you giving us, Fire Nation, a parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Piece of guidance first would be to try. Be bold, be fearless, be calculated, give yourself that that place, that time, that that area in which you give yourself permission to fail, give yourself permission to take chances, take risks, and there's strategic risk-taking, strategic failure, strategic chances so that it's not going to jeopardize your brand or your integrity or your relationships. And at the same time, you give yourself permission to expand your safety zone, expand your base. Just try. If you're interested in uh, the marriage of Up On Your Feet experiential learning, i.e. improvisation to business, you could check out my business, businessimprov.com. You could buy my book, Getting to Yes And, The Art of Business Improv. You could follow me uh, on Twitter at Culhan or at Biz, B-I-Z Improv, Biz Improv, and of course, Facebook and LinkedIn and all those other great ones. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with BK and JLD today, so keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Type Bob in the search bar. His show notes page will pop up with everything we've been talking about today. These are the best show notes in the biz. Timestamps, links galore. And of course, check out his book, Getting to Yes And, as well as everything else that he has going on in the world. Bob, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Keep on burning, Fire Nation. Hey, Fire Nation. I hope you enjoyed our chat with Bob today. And productivity, discipline, and focus, those are my three greatest strengths. But guess what? They can be yours too. Visit themasteryjournal.com. Master all three skills in not one, not 10, not a thousand, a hundred days. And I will catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side. Looking for studio quality clips at a fraction of the cost? Go to videoblocks.com slash fire to get all the stock video you can imagine for $149 a year. That's videoblocks, V-I-D-E-O-B-L-O-C-K-S dot com slash fire.